praying before Mass today, um, just asking the Lord, what is it that He desires to speak to us today? Um, Because wherever we're at, wherever we're here, um, God has a word for each one of us. Um, We have all, wherever we are, whoever we are, um, have encountered difficulty in our life. And God does not desire to leave that unaddressed. God desires to speak very particularly to each one of us and to each one of our hearts. Now, I was praying, I think three, three words came to mind that I think God has for, for all of us today. The words are hurt, hope, and honor. Hurt, hope, and honor. We all um, experience suffering in our life. In some way or some form or fashion, we all experience a very deep pain of hurt, of loss, of suffering. Um, and God is not absent from that. God does not not feel what we're feeling right now. It's, 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 when, we, when we encounter that, it's very easy to kind of default to the question of why. Like, how is this part of God's plan? Whenever I experience hurt in my life, like, what, what can that possibly mean? How can God possibly will this? And the very short answer is that God never, ever wills us. God doesn't want any of us to suffer. God never wants us to experience darkness. God doesn't want us to experience death. That wasn't a part of God's plan. He's not this kind of disconnected puppet master who's trying to make all things work for good. God, more than anything, whenever we experience hurt, hurts with us. Jesus, who wept at the death of his friend Lazarus, weeps with us whenever we experience any kind of hurt, any kind of suffering, any kind of sorrow. His hurt is very real. And he desires more than anything to explain the hurt away or to ignore the hurt or to feel like the faith, my faith ought not allow me to have this hurt. He desires more than anything before anything else to be with us in the hurt, to be with us in the pain and in the suffering. God's heart breaks. Jesus, who suffered for us, suffered for this very purpose so that whenever we experience suffering in our life, that wouldn't be somewhere where he's even disconnected from. He suffered everything. He suffered pain and loss so that he could be with us in our suffering. It's okay to hurt because God's hurting with us. It's okay to not be okay because God is is, is feeling that very same thing with us. Jesus, more than anything, wants to be with us. And what that does I think does something, it allows a greater kind of healing than a, than a reason or an explanation. Because I know that I'm not alone in this. God is with me. God is here. And God's heart is hurting with us right now. And the being together, I think it's beautiful that we're all, like, I've, I've never seen five o'clock mass this full. We came to the one place together as a family and as a community to, feed, to know that we're not alone in the hurt. And we came to the one whose image is right there hurting with us. God says, I'm hurting. I hurt. I'm with you in that. I'm not disconnected from this. I feel it with you. I'm drawn to, to a line of St. Paul. St. Paul says, Brothers and sisters, I don't want you to be unaware or mistaken concerning 
um, those who have fallen asleep, that you may grieve as others do, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. We feel very real pain. We feel very real hurt. We feel very real grief. God also desires us to remember what we're celebrating today. Today is Divine Mercy Sunday. Today is the day that Easter, we're still technically celebrating the great feast of Easter. Today is the day that, that Easter octave comes to a close. Today is the day we remember that in our grief and in our hurt, that we do have a reason to hope. We do have a very real reason to hope. What we celebrate on Easter Sunday, what we celebrate at the empty tomb, is that suffering, death, darkness, and sin no longer have the final word. They really don't. Jesus Christ raised from the dead so that none of us would have to experience that definitively anymore. The greatest thing about Easter is that it changes everything because the one thing that none of us can escape no longer has any power. Easter is the reminder that eternal life is the last word. Eternal life is the answer. Eternal life is what gives us a foundation and a hope to stand on as we experience the grief. Hope doesn't take grief away, and hope ought not take grief away. But it does change it very really and very definitively. Because I can stay in the grief and not lose hope. Because I do know that there is a very real final answer. There is, in the end, something that really does satisfy and bring lasting peace and bring lasting joy. We do, we can experience the divine mercy and the divine love of God in a very real way. Because we experience him who gave everything for our sake to bring us to himself. Divine mercy is, is mercy, God's mercy, it's just God's love for us. The divine mercy that we remember in a particular way today on this Divine Mercy Sunday is the recognition of how great the love of God is for us. So great that he did not want to leave us in the state where we were in. He gave everything so that we might experience eternal life with him. And while we do experience, we still experience grief. It's still okay to hurt. And it's okay to hurt, remembering that God does have the final word, that death is no longer the final answer. Resurrection is real, and that, that has to change everything. That gives my grief a certain character, that I can remain in it and remain with him in that. We have a very real hope in the midst of the hurt. The last thing I think God uh, lifted up for us today um, is, is we're in a spot now. We're continuing to, to journey with the Lord and with each other. And the word honor very strongly came up in my prayer today. Um, the word honor. Jesus, um, right before he died, the Last Supper, a week ago, gave his disciples a final word. He said, I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. I give you a new commandment. The last thing he told his disciples is this. Love one another as I have loved you. And there's no greater love than this, that one would lay down his life for his friends. There's no greater love. 
And then Jesus did just that. Jesus gave everything for you and for you and for you and for me. Jesus laid down everything for the sake of somebody else. That cross is a reminder of how much Jesus gave, how much Jesus loved. He gave everything for our sake. He gave everything so that we could have that hope. He gave everything so that he could be with us in our difficulty, in our suffering, in our sadness, and in our pain. He gave everything for that singular reason. And not just for everybody as a whole, I died for all of you, but I died for each and every one of you. I want to be with each and every one of you in that very real pain. And I gave everything for that, for, 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 for your sake. Love one another as I have loved you. And there's no greater love than to lay down your life for your friends. Every time we experience somebody, every time somebody lays down their life for their friends, that's not just human love. That's divine love. That's divine love breaking into this world and reminding us of how we respond to that. Every time we experience and we see that, that's God's love. That's God's divine mercy breaking into the world and reminding us what he's done for us. And that's something we can't lose sight of. Lane gave everything for the sake of another. It's divine love breaking into the world. If we love like that, if we love like Lane did, God's mercy, the divine mercy that we celebrate today, breaks into the world and brings real healing. The honor of what Jesus did is how we respond to that. In our hurt, in our hope, we honor him by loving like he did. So as we come to Mass today, wherever we are, it's okay to hurt, have hope. What we do after the homily is that we stand up and we profess faith. We profess our faith in the God who gave everything for us. We profess our faith in the God who loves us beyond all telling, who gives us his divine mercy. And then we ask God, right after that, we ask God for all the prayers that we might need. Beg God from the depths of your hearts, whatever you need, that's when we beg for it. And then we go to the offertory where we give everything to the Lord and ask him to be with us. Let's do that together as a faith community, as a family. We stand, we profess our faith in the living God that he's with us. We ask him for every prayer that we might need. And then we just offer him everything in the humility of our hearts. That as we experience him, as we experience his love and the gift of the Eucharist, he might be with us in a very powerful way. God comes onto this altar, comes into our bodies to be with us more than anything. All we have to do today is open our hearts and just allow him to dwell with us and be with us today. Amen.